Howdy y'all and hello all. Welcome back to Locked on Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. Well y'all, the big one is upon us. At least the, the big one in my eyes. Uh, if you recall, when the season started, our pick before the, the showdown in Arlington was Oklahoma State versus Kansas State. I definitely, definitely believe that if Adrian Martinez does not get hurt against TCU, that is still the conversation we are having. But injuries do happen. You, you hear it all the time. You're, you're only one injury away from your season catastrophically changing. Uh, luckily, that's something that we have seemed to kind of, you know, recruit and grow out of at Oklahoma State. And Chris Kleiman's still in the, the, the working process of doing so. The what K-State looks like is very similar to what Bill Snyder looked like. But one of the interesting things is we'll break down in, in this game is we look like Bill Snyder. And the statistics will be able to indicate precisely what I'm saying. But before we dive headlong into K-State, I wanted to cover a few things. Number one being, guys, there's a massive difference between a casual commentator and a committed commentator. Now, yes, let me let me kind of explain here. Because I don't have access to the Locked On Kansas State uh, network, um, you know, the, the Locked On community is honestly a really good source to find information on the teams in the Big 12 and the teams that are on the outliers of the Big 12 but moving in next season. And so, you know, it's just it's good to get bits and pieces. Well, I didn't have that luxury for the Locked On network for Kansas State today, so... What have I been doing? Well, I've been scouring the, the very corners of the internet just to make sure that I had all the statistical and analytical information in conjunction with some of the film study to just make it all make sense, right? So instead of having the one-stop shop uh, system, I had to kind of research everywhere. And the irony is, in all of this research, in the preparation for this Kansas State preview, I found quite a few people talking about Oklahoma State. I was like, all right, you know, I feel like I've got a pretty good pulse on what's happening uh, in Stillwater, Oklahoma. But, you know, I t learning and having knowledge does nothing but, you know, make the show better. Makes all shows more profitable at the end of the day because that's what it's basically all about is getting information out and then getting it out well enough that it ends up, ends up paying bills, right? So, I'm scouring, right? I'm finding this stuff. And I'm, I'm, okay, I'll watch these videos about Oklahoma State University. And the generalizations are just, it's ridiculous. I don't want to say unprofessional because maybe some of these shows don't cover Oklahoma State on a daily basis. That's my job. I get that. But, you know, don't, don't make blanket statements as if they're facts on air. On video, on YouTube, on Spotify, whatever you're doing, because it just, it gives the wrong example, right? And it sets the wrong precedence of what that team is. And guys, I'm not completely bashing, you know, these people. It would be the same as if I woke up tomorrow and somebody said, hey, you're going to go cover Vanderbilt for a year. Well, I would... I would have to do a lot of research, but I would also have to take some things just off of like Google front page face value and, and then make, you know, some generalizations. And I hate doing that. 
So I would hate it if I were, you know, somebody in that position. And so this is me talking to y'all, and this is a multiple shows. So I'm not going to pinpoint one, but just blanket statements like, this is one I heard this morning, Oklahoma State doesn't really know how to move the ball. They don't have an identity on the offensive side of the ball. That's insane. That, that is a preposterous thing to say. It is very, very clear that if you watch Oklahoma State or just you know some of the Big 12 games in general, you will see that we're a team that is designed to get the ball out and go. Our wide receiver core is um, ridiculous. There was another statement I heard today was Oklahoma State didn't have the wide receiver unit to help Spencer Sanders move the ball downfield. Like, holy bejesus, people. Do you, did you not even watch the highlights? Do you not watch the highlights, at least, of the games? Stop saying completely outlandish things, right? If you don't know what you're talking about, then, then just don't say anything. Because, again, it just it, I, I can't stand it when people get on and they say a bunch of crazy stuff and they say it so convincingly that if you're not somebody who follows OSU on a regular basis, you could get the impression that, oh, man, our wide receivers aren't very good. That's why Spencer Sanders you know, isn't having a Heisman type of season. No, that's not it at all. Right? You could say that we're, our running game is terrible. It's, it's not. It's that we have found a way to counterbalance it by some of the quick passing game a la what we did in 2011 with uh, the Whedon and Blackman and Randall shows. It just, it, it just, I hate it. I can't stand it. But that's the whole point of this show, guys. Don't be confused by these people that come out and say, we don't have an identity. We don't know how to pass the ball. We don't have wide receivers. Um, our, our linebackers are lost and they seem out of place constantly. Like, what, where do you see that? How do you have somebody who has almost 60 tackles in Mason Cobb that's all over the field every single game and then, you know, you say that Oklahoma State doesn't have the linebackers to figure it out. It just, you're not watching anything. You're not watching the highlights. You're not watching the film. You're not watching the games. Goodness me. Just, can we, sh- can we sh- shut up the generalizations if we don't know what we're talking about? I would hate to go be, you know, that representative for, for Vanderbilt and say stuff that's just so untrue and it ends up getting to recruits or parents of recruits, right? If I'm, if I'm a wide receiver and I live, you know, somewhere up north and I kind of got a pretty good understanding of how good Oklahoma State receivers are and then I hear these people talk about how bad our wide receiver core is and how they can't help Spencer Sanders well, then maybe I'd be like, yeah, well, Oklahoma State wide receiver core maybe isn't what it used to, as opposed to the truth. And the truth is, this wide receiver core is the deepest we have ever had in Stillwater, Oklahoma. No question. And, I, ugh, goodness me, goodness me, guys. Okay, I'll, I'll get off that soapbox. Yeah. And one thing I do want to say is, if if you don't know what you're talking about, Right, and you're stinking up the airways, then maybe you should listen to this show so you can get hooked up with Sweat Block. Right, guys? Sweat Block was designed by doctors and it's recommended by doctors because all of the chemicals that you find in, I guess, your, your traditional antiperspirants or, or deodorants, they don't do the job that Sweat Block does. So, guys. It, 
get it to the people in your life that need it, for one, but then also get it to the people um, that you see right uh, online that say these outlandishly crazy things. Be like, hey, bro, you don't know what you're talking about. Your take right now stinks, right? You got you got poop mouth. You got, you got poop coming out your mouth, and you need sweat block. And here, we're going to give you 20% off with the promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. That is locked on at sweatblock.com, also available on Amazon. Uh, fun little thing about that, guys. Whenever I, this whole thing kind of came down the pipeline, uh, they give you a list of some of the sponsors, and you pick some of the sponsors. Uh, the next sponsor we're about to get into here in a little bit is definitely my favorite. Because I've been listening to Josh Neighbors at Locked On, Locked On Big 12 for, I don't know, about a year now. Josh Neighbors is the one who kind of got me interested in this job. He's the one who gave me the, the ability to inquire about this job. So in a roundabout way, Josh Neighbors at Locked On Big 12 is a, a good reason as to why I do have this job. And I saw on his episode, I think it was today, uh, that he was asked by Texas Tech fans to basically say sorry in defense of him picking them to lose. Now, what, what I will say is he definitely missed my shows uh, because we were talking about Baron Morton uh, for a, a few weeks now. The kid is a stud. Guys, Texas Tech is arriving and they're not going anywhere. If they can keep him and the rest of the players happy, you know, and I think with their NIL thing that they've been pushing out, they'll be able to do so. They're a coming, and they're going to be somebody to be reckoned with. So did he miss the Baron Morton thing? Yes. Um, but we can stop missing that now. Baron Morton is certified. He is probably the best freshman quarterback in the Big 12. Yes, I said that. But Quinn Ewers fans... Oh, Texas fans. Oh, can you use this? Baron Morton's, in my opinion, at this very moment, equal to what Quinn Ewers can be. The difference is he doesn't have the same helmet. Therefore, he doesn't have all the same dollar-dollar uh, bills, y'all. But I don't think that he's a kind of person that really cares about having an insane amount of money. He's there for the right reasons. I think I think Texas Tech is, is recruiting the right way, and they're doing things the right way. So, no, Josh Neighbors, even though you missed on Bear Morton, do not apologize to any fan base for you simply picking a game. Is it crazy to think that JT Daniels can go off like he did against Baylor? No. Like he did against Virginia Tech? No. Because that's what he can do. So it's not... It's not crazy to, to pick West Virginia over Tech. Now, we picked Tech um, because of Baron Morton, legitimately speaking, and the excitement and how much they're bought in. They don't have the cancer that Texas has, right? They don't have the issues on the sidelines that OU has. They've got it going. But get off of Josh Neighbors, guys. And and for, for my fan base here, Let's let's try to make this three for three. So our first two shows are already the most downloaded and viewed shows for Locked On Oklahoma State. It used to be Locked On Pokes, and I didn't even realize Locked On Pokes had like two hundred and seventy nine episodes. So we're gonna let's keep this thing going, guys. Let's do three for three here. But in the meantime, help a brother out and go support Josh Neighbors. Go check out uh, the the Locked On his Locked On Big Twelve show. He gets a pulse on everybody, okay? 
And he does a very good job disseminating the right amount of information all the way from the games in and of themselves, but he also kind of has to keep his finger on all of the recruiting pulse and all of the realignment pulse that we, we don't necessarily have to do, I and mean, we do, but I get to focus on Oklahoma State and who we're playing. And, and he has a much bigger job to do. So what he doesn't need is these type of, like I said, casual commentators that don't know what they're talking about, spewing a bunch of mouth mouth poop, vomit, all over the, the, the radio waves. Go check out his show. Jump in his comment section. Shut these tech fans down that don't know what they're talking about. Again, the casual commentators uh, have his back, as I know that I'm going to end up doing a crossover show with him uh, just because he probably doesn't know this. But, yeah, I, I owe a lot to me getting this job because of just the way he presented things for the Big 12, it made me engaged, it made me interested, and then, you know, I heard rumors of the job coming open, and this and that and the other. So, yeah, go go over there and, and check him out, and, and, you know, jump on those comments, and not only get people to see things from a, a reality perspective, but... Um, also, make sure you beat his door down a little bit uh, and let him know he needs to he needs to have me on, right? I help him. He helps me. We're a happy family. I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, guys, let's get to K-State. That's what you probably what you came for. Um, the K-State thing, it's, it's really fun, right? A lot of these games, due to the parity in the Big 12, uh, you, you can see kind of the, I keep saying counterbalance. I, I hate to overuse a word, but... It, it, it's what it is, the offsetting. Like I said, perfect example, this go-round, okay? K-State's averaging almost 5.8 yards a carry at 232 yards a clip, which they lead the Big 12 in both of those categories. We are only rushing for about uh, 3.9 yards a carry. Now, we're only giving up 3.9 as well defensively, but... If we're only rushing for not even four yards of carry, and they're over here rushing for darn near six yards of carry, see, something that's got to give. Now, naturally, you'd be like, well, hey, Cody, why don't we just offset the running game, or lack of, with the healthy dose of passing? Well, yeah, I think that that's, a, that's an ingenious decision, and I think that's something that we are going to exploit, but if they know it, and we know it, then their defensive players are going to make that adjustment as well. So what are they going to try to do? Take away the pass. That would be the smart thing for K-State to do is to play a little bit more zone uh, or at least give the illusion of going from man to zone back and forth uh, and and getting some more defenders out there. Because passing-wise, Spencer Sanders leading the Big 12, right, Uh, 2,030 yards. And he's actually seventh in America in points responsible for so, you know, are they going to find a way to kind of slow him down? Well, you, you would assume that would, be, that would be their primary objective. And, you know, I think they're smart in doing so. But I have so much faith still yet in this running back core. Is Dominic Richardson, you know, everything that we were hoping for coming into the season? No, not, not exactly. But he's serviceable. He's beyond serviceable. And he's good at what he does. You know what I mean? Dom the Dozer or whatever his nickname floating around Stiller is, it, it, it fits. But Jaden Nixon and Ollie Gordon are going to be a massive, massive part of the future. Right? So 
if we let them get loose this game, I do think that we rush for more than 3.9 yards. The question is, can we shut down them offensively from rushing more than 3.9 yards? That's obviously going to be a major key to the game. I personally think that people people ain't seen nothing yet. Our defense, I think, just started figuring it out. And you know, we've been we've been talking about how it was, you know, almost borderline entitlement. Uh, not not like a Texas OU, Texas A&M, Houston type of entitlement. Don't get that that misconstrued. What I mean by the entitlement is we had so many potential NFL guys on the D-line, I think that they all knew that as well. And yes, the cowboy culture is a real thing. The, the toughest nails, we're just going to keep at it 24-7. Culture is, is legitimate. But I do think that that some of our, our D linemen got so pumped up, not necessarily selfishly in themselves, but like let's just be honest. Everybody is on that field to get drafted. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's hard to swallow that pill of I could maybe shed this this tackle. Or the, I'm sorry, this block, this tackle, uh, offensive tackle. I could shed this offensive tackle and maybe get a fun sack. Or I can drive two more yards upfield to prevent the quarterback from getting out of the pocket and holding my, my area of operation. Well, if you shut down your AO, that's good for the team. Is it great for your stat book? Not exactly. So I do think, honestly, there was some of that. Like, guys obviously are playing for the team, and they're playing for each other, and they're playing together. But, you know, there's a little bit of selfishness involved. There's a little bit of ego involved, and there kind of has to be. You know what I mean? Like, what, what kind of what kind of wide receiver would I have been if I had showed up to college and be like, "Hey, coach, my plan is to maybe try to compete for kickoff. Like, get out of dodge. You go. You don't belong if you don't think that you want to catch a hundred yards a game every single game, and you know that you're capable. It's the same thing, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. They know what they're, they're doing. They know what they're giving up. But what they also know is they are beast mode when it matters. Guys, Oklahoma State's third down uh, conversion percentage is 25%. We are number four in America on third down defensive percentages. That's probably why you know we're leading up up in the country in the top few of most attempted fourth downs on. People cannot move the ball on us on third down, so they have decided that fourth down is just an extra opportunity to move the ball. And that's why I think some of the defensive stats do get a little bit you know conveyed inaccurately because. They, they they shut it down when it matters. I think they're number nine in America in, in shutting down red zone. Like, we do the things that matter the most. Guys, we're tied for number one in the United States with Navy for the fewest penalties. As I said earlier, there's a little bit of the, the Bill Snyder crossover. But the, the fun part is it's not it's not always them. We look a lot like those old school Bill Snyder uh, led teams, right? Win the special teams, win the penalty battle, be fundamental, don't give up gap responsibility, 
you know, stay sound in your technique, just the basically little things. And we have not only adopted a lot of that, um, but we've also got more talent than Bill Snyder ever had. Like, that's just a fact. I'm not, I'm not pulling shade or anything. I think most K-State fans would agree as well. We now have the same morals, integrity, yeah, intestinal fortitude as those style teams have, but with more talent. Guys, we have Ferraris upon Ferraris upon Ferraris at wide receiver. We haven't even seen the, 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 the surface level of what Jade Nixon can do, of what Ollie Gordon can do. I mean, heck, people I think forgot about DeAndre Jackson. I, I've seen him on social media. He might be a little, I don't know, not happy with the role, which I completely understand. The NCAA derailed a lot of the beginnings of his season. And Jade Nixon and Ollie Gordon have just kind of, you know, I don't know, taken those, those extra snaps, you know, that, that Dom needs to be on the bench for. And they're just eating them up. So we're, we're deep at running back. The stats don't indicate that. But I think if you watch the games and you know how we operate offensively, I think you can see that it's just we're not there yet, but it's not too far away. There's going to be a game, mark my words, there's going to be a game where we rush for well over 250. I know it's going to happen. Right? We're still trying to figure out what we're doing at center. We're, we're rotating one, two, three centers over and over and over due to injury. Um, our, our athletic department's probably spending, you know, a quarter of a million dollars right now on athletic tape just for the, the ankles of our offensive linemen. But we're figuring it out. And we're not complaining about it. Right? Like, I jumped on a live stream, a Texas A&M live stream last night. It got absolutely bananas on there. They've got some stuff going on down in College Station that I was very unaware of. I thought that Houston had a problem. I thought OU had a problem. I thought Texas had a problem. Texas A&M's got the problem of all problems. And you're about to hear a lot of it uh, start coming out in the news. Um, it's just, it's, it's out of control. And the, this locker room stuff matters. The fun part about this game is their locker room is very, very similar. Right, If Adrian Martinez plays and he's 100% healthy, this is the bee's knees of Big 12 games this season. Uh, Gundy actually mentioned yesterday or the day previous that he thinks that he'll still play. He thinks Adrian Martinez will not only play, but he'll start and he'll play a lot. Um, I guess that was just what he gathered. He made a joke about how he called K-State and made them tell him who was playing quarterback, but... Yeah, I don't know why he's super confident Adrian Martinez is going to play. I, I'm indifferent, but I've also been wrong about Spencer Sanders being too hurt and us seeing Gunnar Gundy time. I've been wrong there, so I'll, I'll leave that, that be. It does change things, obviously, a little bit, right? Your defensive keys uh, as a linebacker against a running quarterback whenever you have to have some sort of a spy or a cloud or a cover one, uh, it, it, it definitely changes where your eye's at. Or eyes are at uh, defensively. Sorry, I know words. Words are so hard. Um, but yeah, it, it the manipulation of your RPO game it matters when you have somebody like Adrian Martinez in the game. Uh, Will Howard obviously is more of a somewhat traditional, going to try to throw it type. I think the history on him is out, although. He did look pretty decent when he went in against TCU. It's funny, guys. If they don't lose their starter or their second stringer, they probably win the game. 
And I know that Will Howard did come back uh, late and try to, you know, kind of stem the stem the tide there. But it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Uh, can you know we give up and or stop that three point nine yards of carry trend? Um, I think that's that's massive, right? We're gonna have to build strength as much as physically possible for this one because we cannot give five point eight yards of carry. Uh, another casual commentator type thing I saw or I've seen a lot of is that Texas abandoned you know Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson in the second half. That didn't happen either. Guys, watch the daggone games. Watch the film. It wasn't that they you know gave up on Bijan Robinson. Get the heck out of Dodge. It was that we made adjustments and then they had to start scoring points. We made adjustments, and we shut down the running game in the second half. Good job, Derek Mason. Nobody wants to give that level of respect. Everyone wants to keep talking about this, this crap, and I'm, I'm tired of it. But that's also why I'm here. So, you know, I'll get off the, the soapbox, and, ugh, guys, goodness me. Again, this is going to be a tough game. No matter who they have at quarterback, no matter who we have at quarterback, We've got to get over that 3.9 yards of carry hump while also maintaining only giving up 3.9 yards of carry on defense, which is going to be very hard against a team that, again, averages darn near 5.8 yards of carry uh, and could easily be pushing 250, 250 yards a game. Uh, so, yeah, guys, that's going to matter. Another key for me, though, is like let's let the wide receivers eat. We have now shown that this is where... Our biggest amount of talent on the field is maybe even deeper than the D-line. Yeah, I, I don't think it's crazy to even say that. The D-line is deep. They're proving it. That's awesome. But I think this wide receiver core is deeper. And now they're just going to want more opportunities. Spencer Sanders can go left-handed. And if he wants to throw it 55, 65 times, I don't think that our wide receiver core is going to be too unhappy with that. I don't think Casey Dunn's going to be too unhappy that, with that. Defenses, maybe. But if you can't stop it, then we'll just keep, we'll keep chucking it. Uh, we'll keep looking for those, those different route concepts. But if you do make a massive adjustment and you only have, you know, if you have a light box, if you have five, six in the box... I do think that uh, Jaden Nixon, Ollie Gordon, Donald Richardson, Spencer Sanders combined collectively are going to give you a hard time. If you're not built for it, then you can't be ready for it. I think we are built for it. And I think we are built for it because, and this is uh, my favorite, favorite promo I've ever done right here, is for Built Bar. I've been he hearing about Built Bar for over a year. And I've been doing some research on it because I hear so much about it. And it's a protein bar, which there's millions in the world of, right? There's millions of companies trying to make protein bars. Because, you know, especially younger, the younger generation, they think a protein bar and a Gatorade is what gets you through a weight session. Which is fine. That's great for marketing. But if they all taste like smashed up astronaut food... Well, then what, what does it matter? Well, Built Bar has a protein bar that actually tastes like a candy bar. And I say this so confidently because I know now that um, I work here, they're going to hear this and they're going to be like, oh, I love that guy so much, I'm going to send him a box. And then I can talk about how it's the greatest box of all time once I get it 
right? I'm excited for some Built Bar, y'all. I don't know why. It's been something I've been looking forward to. Um, but I can tell you that once you go ahead and use our Locked On 15 promo code to get yourself 15% off, that is Locked On 15 for 15% off of your first order from Built Bar. A protein bar tastes like a candy bar. I'm I'm all in for it. Okay, yeah, again, guys, so, yeah, yards per carry, that's going to matter both sides of the ball. That's a big key. Are the wide receivers going to be able to continue to eat? In order for that to happen, I would say we need at least at least three receivers over that 65, 75-yard mark, so we'll pay attention to that. And then the big one is the defensive adjustment. I think that we are now seeing the new defense. It took them a while to get clicking. It took them a while to get moving. But we, you can have six freshmen on the field, and you not really notice a massive drop-off, you know things are going the right way. This is going to be a fun one. Guys, stop listening to casual commentators. Listen to the committed commentators. We're the ones that are going to give you the, the deepest dive every single day because we research our schools, our conference, because we care more. You, you got to get it here first. I love, I love that you're helping me, you know... Uh, basically break records I, I know the show isn't real real big but we're getting it there guys if you don't know you can catch me at twitter um at all day o state on twitter at all day o state on twitter i also have an o state all day facebook that is again o state all day facebook um and then yeah obviously i will get the youtube stuff uh continually rocking and rolling and then i'll get the video side of this things cr this stuff cranking I, I appreciate you stopping by. Um, yeah, it's just only going to get better. I'm just I'm learning on the fly. I like our chances. We get this game done. We take down Kansas State, forty-two to twenty-eight. Forty-two twenty-eight. Yep, that's it. I'm calling it. God bless. Go Pokes. Love you all. See you on down the line. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Oklahoma State.